if you know you've got a guy who's going to be force-fed the ball, you have to play him. So, Tevin Coleman, I'm looking. He drafted him third round. You're kidding. Nope. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I don't even know how he won three games. Brady's going to get hurt again, man. Um, For sure. Who else has bad road splits? Matt Ryan. Really? But Latavius Murray is the best handcuff in fantasy. CJ Yeldon. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome. It is Tuesday, or excuse me, it is Wednesday, Wednesday, December 5th. And you are listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Bros. This is the introduction to the playoff edition. I am here with my co-host, Eric Randall. Hey, Mark. How's it going? It's going well. Can you hear me all right? I can. I can. I am uh, using Anchor through my new phone for the first time. I have switched over to the iPhone now, so it's a little different. Congratulations on on the conversion here. (laughs) <laughs> so far it's simpler and uh much faster so so far it's working well you know that just reminds me of my decision for an iphone and i'm really proud of myself uh i, I didn't get a smartphone until i graduated college uh and i think that really i mean that dates me but that also <laughs> uh, really dates all of us i would say or at least the folks that are uh, close to my age so uh, but, uh, in, in that same, uh, tone, the, uh, iPhone, I felt like was a great choice and Apple should actually uh, sponsor this podcast because of how much we are pumping them up right now and giving them <laughs> free advertising. But, absolutely, uh, that's something that to, is to be to come, uh, as, as we've talked about it offline, but, uh, going back to my point, iPhone is just, like you said, very simple, uh, it, very easy to use and just really very user friendly. So I got an iPhone right after I graduated back in 2012 and uh, haven't switched since. So I'm uh, very happy with their product. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Um, cause I, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, I always thought iPhone was kind of uh, like the old person's way, you know what I mean? Because they're so simple to use and they're pretty efficient, but um and, and Samsung and uh, Android are supposed to be more like what personalized. But after having Samsung for so long, I just uh, don't think that's necessary. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think the a variety of products that Apple provides uh, is really matched uh, amongst some of the other, some of its other competitors. But again, I just feel like everything syncs up very well together. So nice job to Apple. And uh Maybe you guys would like to go ahead and, again, sponsor our podcast so that we can, <laughs> you know, add all kinds of cool features and things in it to enhance it from season to season. So uh, we have a lot of ideas in growing this and making it better and just really enhancing our overall John League experience. Uh, but we also want to hear from you guys, too. So uh, please go ahead and, and contribute. We've got a, a great podcast lined up tonight with uh actually a few guests from the league who are going to have their 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 input here so just to give us everyone everyone an agenda here we're going to go ahead and 
uh, really just do a Derek and I are going to do a uh, regular season recap uh, and look over the playoff bracket and standings. Uh, from there, we'll go ahead and, and look up and look into everyone's matchups. And we have a few guests here tonight with uh, J- Jimmy, Jack, Nate, and maybe Andre. So certainly looking forward to bringing everyone on board here. Uh, we're going to go ahead and time everyone and make sure that we can get to everyone in a um, uh, give everyone enough time, but also share the amount of time on the podcast amongst everyone. So, uh, Derek, why don't we dive right in into it here? Anything you want to throw in there before uh, before we you know get into it? Nah, you laid it out perfect. I think tonight's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely our biggest episode to date, um, considering that we have now entered the fantasy playoffs. And things are getting real crazy here. And I cannot wait to recap last week because I was watching your matchup like a hawk. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, I mean, me and you. It it came down to me and you um, really for that last playoff spot. However, if you looked at it, it was even closer. Um, Just going nuts. Let, let's just let's just do that real quick. Uh, so going back to the scoring for this was week thirteen, right? Yeah. All right. Which, so go ahead. I don't I don't know how much you looked into this, but there is there were a lot of scenarios up in the air um, during week thirteen. Like we've been in this Chanda fraternity fantasy football league for seven years now, and I have never seen literally six teams playoff hopes all lying at week 13 like that's half the league that could either be in or out of the playoffs based on that final matchup i'm counting seven teams so we had everyone spanning from nate you i'm just going down the standings from top to bottom here from that fourth spot but nate you jimmy kuhar dennison me and Lennon, I think, was out of it, though. He, he was 4-8, yeah, um, even though he's tied with me for the same record now. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, so we actually had six, I guess you could say. One, two, three, four, five, six. That shows how, how well I did in math in high school. Um, <laughs> but I agree. I mean, that was – I've been in some close leagues before. I've been uh, – my, my keeper league actually was super close like this last year. Um, but I think that that just goes to show that everyone participated all year. Uh, everyone was extremely active and, uh, there was a a balance of good and bad moves, I think amongst the entire league and overall, uh, it just goes to show, like, I I think it was a very competitive league. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think that, you know, obviously not, not to jump too much into the matchup that we're about to look at, um, with you and Nate and how that turned out but to think that you are on the outside looking in on the playoffs is crazy because jack and i were talking about it earlier this week between myself you and him the three of us probably have the highest winning percentage um over the our course in this league of any teams so to think that one of us didn't make the playoffs is nuts well, and, and the other really interesting aspect of this is the points forced. I think there was a lot of luck that went around as well. Um, and that, this is not just coming from a bitter owner who just missed the playoffs in the league, um, although that is true as well. But, 
when you look at it, so for instance, let's just look at you and I as points scored for for example. So you had eighteen thirty six, right? Um, now this was a little bit closer last week going into week thirteen, but I was at seventeen sixty nine, so one thousand seven hundred sixty nine points uh, that I put up, uh, and that is actually more than uh, Kuhar. Uh, that is more than Dennison, uh, and that is more than Nate as well. So I actually put up more than the fourth place team. I put up more than the um, uh, the. I guess this is the seventh place team and also the eighth place team. So uh, if you look at it, yeah, I got. I, I just. You know, didn't get the right matchups uh, at the end of the day. And for you as well, so when I look at your team, uh, I mean, so what, you're you're tied for fifth, so are you that fifth seed? I am. Uh, I am okay. the five seed. So, I mean, really, if you look at it for your team, you would be in third place if, you know, this just went by points forced alone. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and Jack yeah. – yeah, I think that's significant between him and Tackett. I mean, he put up one thirty more, but Tackett only lost one and he lost three. Yeah, and I don't think you gave your team enough credit there because going into that final week, I mean, your team put up a complete dud. But before that, um, I was only ahead of you by I think sixteen points total, which means that you were fourth place in the league in points to in points scored. Yeah. Um, which which is crazy. You and I were sitting there at that time, eighth and ninth in the standings out of twelve teams, and we had the third and fourth most points in the league. Yeah, we we both um, did not just get good math. Like everyone, pretty much played to their potential against us, if not more, uh, the entire year. Um, so I, I would also argue that our teams were the uh, unluckiest. Although you still are alive here uh but i want to also look i'm just going back to the standings again yeah and the probably luckiest team so if we just want to look at the team that really shouldn't be where they're at uh i would venture to say that would be nate right um 1753 wow yeah, 1680 against. That is not even close to anybody else. Yeah. I mean, he literally, you know, oh, he, shit. he yes, it is. 1680, right? 1680 against. Jack only had 1653 against. Yeah, now, but Jack still earned it, right? Like absolutely. Jack's yeah. team put up 21 26. He put up the most in the league. So, um, and he lost three. So, which is real. That's actually a bizarre number then, right? That that's he lost really... three games. <laughs> He lost really more than Tackett, number. but he had less points scored against him, and he had the most points scored in the league. How does that even happen that he lost? He, I mean, that must just be really low scoring or really high scoring matchups. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. Like losing just him, his team not doing well against another team that doesn't do well at all. Yeah, yeah, he had a couple. He had a couple real bad duds. Um, I'll, I'll never forget because going into this last week, you and I should have both been okay for the playoffs but um he handed jimmy a win i don't know if you remember that was like four weeks ago when he decided not to play a defense because he thought he had it in the bag and he lost by like five points (laughs) 
I mean, honestly, with the way that our defense is scored in this league, like it's relatively hard for a defense to get five more than five points in this league. Like <laughs> you, re- you kind of have to hit, man. Like, and I, I, I did. You know, I did. I didn't do myself any favors by not. Um, uh, I didn't really pay attention to my defense in this league enough um, because of that, and I, it never really, I think, bit me or, or directly cost a matchup, but. I could have scored a few more points if um, if I just paid attention to defense a little bit more. Uh, with that being said, that maybe that's another change that comes up as we reevaluate or reset the scoring defense to just standard settings, or we take it out altogether. Yeah, um, I'm I'm pretty neutral towards that. I've heard a lot of people talk about getting rid of defenses and or kickers. Um, yeah. But all, it also is kind of that fun wild card sometimes where you really have to look into a matchup and find that sleeper. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty I don't, I don't. I don't – I'm not really lobbying, I guess, to get it removed or anything. It might just be maybe a thought that comes to mind if for some right. reason it gets out of hand. But um, I, it's, it's kind of an interesting aspect because you really have to think it through at least in this league because there's – a good chance that if you don't pick the right defense, you're it's actually going to take away points from you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other notes just in regards to these standings here? Um, no, not really. I mean, it's kind of crazy that the three of the top, let me see. Yeah. Three of the top four teams had the lowest points against in like in the 1600s, whereas almost everybody else is 1800s. So that's, that's kind of crazy to me. Uh, Nate, Andres, or no, not Andres, Nate, Jack, and Tackett all had the lowest points against in the entire league. That's kind of nuts. Yeah, that is. That's, it's just like everyone decides to like, you know, not, I don't know. It was, it was a combination (laughs) of them scoring the most in the league and everyone always not, having a good week which i'm sure that's why it's so close because everyone else's good weeks were against each other uh where the point differentials are so much closer right so i mean obviously that attributes towards it is just no one played well against jack and tackett and jack and tackett just wrecked everyone and when everyone played each other it was a bunch of close games so yeah so um, let's uh let's run through the standings real quick just run through who stood where at the end of the regular season who enters the playoffs um so at the as the number one seed we've got Tackett at 12 and one and then number two seed is going to be jack at 10 and three and then we've got andres at eight and five holding down the three seed followed by nate at seven and six at the four seed and then i'm the fifth seed at six and seven followed by jimmy at six and seven also in the sixth seed, followed by Kuhar, who is also six and seven in the seventh seed. And then Dennison is the final seed at six and seven as well. Um, and then on the outside looking in was you, Mark, at five and eight, followed by London at five and eight, then Caleb at four and nine, and then the winner of the highly prized ass tattoo. Is Carl <laughs> at three and ten, and I feel bad for you, Carl, because you did score 130 more points than Caleb, and he won <laughs> one more game than you. Um, 
And when did Caleb's team end up being 4-9? Like, I remember throughout this year, it was, oh, Caleb's team's off to a good start. They're doing well, but they're, it's going to fall apart. Yeah, uh, and we kept saying that, and we kept saying that. But I feel like it was, like, overnight when it actually happened. Like, the last – I feel like the last time I checked his team, he was, like, 4-5. and five. So, um, yeah. So, uh, you remember when he was 3-0 and we did the podcast, and I said, I'd be shocked if he wins another game all season. Yeah, yeah. And he won one more. That was it. Yeah. I, I mean, it just goes to show that, like, when we actually break down a team, we can kind of mas- unmask some of the – uh, you know, I guess it, 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 we can just basically have an idea and give, give ourselves expectation on who can go where and, and what kind of structure they have, whether it's upwards or downwards. And I think it helps, like, if Caleb was more aggressive, because we said it for a couple podcasts, right? And right. I think at one point he finally, because I think he even submitted a voicemail and said, I'm not going to make any moves because I don't trust anyone or, any, or something like that, right? He did, he did. And he ended up making moves towards the end of the season, but it was already too late. And that's what's really important to remember when you're playing fantasy football is your team could all be off to a great start. But figure out why. Figure out if it's because your team's really good or if you've just been getting unlucky in matchups or if you have a couple guys that put up games that aren't sustainable for the long term. And that's exactly what we did all year. If Caleb would have listened to us and made moves earlier, I, I think he could have uh, made a run at the playoff race as well. Um, with that being said, I do give Caleb credit for being so active with it, and I feel like he put up a, a much more respectable year um, than uh, than sometimes, I guess, what I would normally expect out of him in a fantasy football league. Right. And I, so, I just think he was more on the ball, too, with his moves. like. He yeah. actually ended up making a trade with me, and he also traded with Nate at one point. I mean, I can't remember the last time Caleb made a trade in our fantasy football league. And I feel and like the trade with you was a good trade, right? I it, would say it's a win-win for everyone. It, it was. At the time, it looked like a win for Caleb, a uh, for me, because I gave up so much. Um, but, you know, Devontae Adams is a stud, and I gave him, you know, studs back in T.Y., Mark Ingram, and Trey Burton. I feel like he, if he made that move two, maybe three weeks prior, when I tried to originally make it with him, he might be sitting in that eight seed in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Um, it, and it, it just comes down to that is him and Carl were in the same spot. Both of them had a star. Caleb had Devontae Adams. Carl had uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who they really should have traded and gotten a bunch of depth for that would plug right into their starting lineup. Yep. But both of them were so resistant to it. Yeah, and that's what not making trades with people or being hesitant in fantasy football gets you is at the bottom of the league. Um, yep. Or you can just be unlucky like me. So, uh, <laughs> But, uh, I mean, uh, looking back at Carl here, he, you know, again, like it, it, it's, it's a weird thing again because he put up 1,700 points, but he only allowed 1,845. I guess that's not only, but I would say that's league average to allow 1,845. So it's just interesting. It sounds like he just got pretty unlucky with his matchups. And I think we talked about that at the beginning of the year, too. Yo, definitely. Yeah. But congratulations. You have the coveted prize that Caleb has been so thrilled about. Um, so I'm sure more details to come as we uh, as we progress here with that. 
absolutely. Um, yeah, can't wait, wait till we have Jack on because we'll have to ask him because he won. Um, he's champion of the Ass Tattoo League, which <laughs> means he gets to pick what tattoo goes on Carl's body. Wow, that that's pretty terrifying. Uh, okay. <laughs> So let's go ahead and get uh, get started here. Uh, I think uh, I think so. The, the way we're going to do this is we're going to bring everyone on to talk about their matchup here, and I'm I'm really excited. There's a lot of great matchups for this week. Um, Derek, who do we have up first? Um, we can really have our choice. Um, you, let's roll with Jack first. He's the two seed facing Kuards. You know, one of the. Uh, the less likely to be an upset. So let's throw him on first. All right, perfect. Be right back. So are you looking at the matchup right now? Hey, uh, I am. Hey, Jack, how's it going? Doing great. What about you? Uh, really excited to dive into uh, all the matchups here. Super pumped for you and the rest of everyone else who made the playoffs. I was oh, talking yeah. about how upset I was, but I do have to give you credit for uh calling me getting eliminated in the last <laughs> week like i don't know five <laughs> weeks ago so uh Stradamus over here what's that soy Stradamus, that's me yeah exactly so uh <laughs> nice nice call there and we were just talking about we were talking about the standings too just to give you a little bit of um uh of what we what we discussed before but we we're talking about how weird of a year it was and how close it was so uh, and we did, we did a breakdown of the standings and it was very bizarre in the sense that Tackett and you put up by far the most points. Uh, and then, but we looked at it too. And you also uh, yielded the least amount of points against you, basically meaning yeah. that you guys just wrecked all year and no one put up a fight. It was like every time people played you, they had their worst week or had a terrible week. Um, and when people did put up points, it was against everyone else and against each other, which made the rest of the bracket so close and made the rest of the standing so close. Uh, but to hit on it lastly, uh, when you look at it specifically to you, Jack is, I mean, you really should have been in that one seed, uh, and we'll talk about how that played out for you in a second too. I'm sure you'll, you'll want to, uh, uh, talk about it, but you know, two losses behind Tackett there, and you scored 130 more points. Uh, but you guys both yielded a lot, really not too many points against you. So I thought it was interesting in the sense that it was, it must have been at some point along the way, a couple games where you put up a complete dud, the other person put up a complete dud, but just slightly better than you as well. Yeah, um, I, I was actually going through my schedule. Uh, today and I because I saw that I had the least points allowed as well as the most points for um, so I was wondering like man would I have actually lost more games if you know like like what would have taken for people to beat me in some of my games and I looked and even giving other teams like a 20 point cushion I would have only lost one more game than I'd already lost this year and it would have <laughs> been to Nate so it, it's weird like I just didn't have any close games with the exception of the the one where Carl edged me out by one point. Um, so yeah, huh. it, it, you're, you're right. It's a really strange season. Like not, uh, I don't know for a lot of other teams, there are some really close games, but for my season, there was one close game and I lost that game. That was it. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was interesting to see how that, how that played out for sure. And, uh, you look at it, however, when we look at the bracket, so Derek, did you want to add anything there? No, no, I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to hearing Jack hit on all these points. We're going to ask him. <laughs> yeah. So Jack, how about we just let you lead with it? What do you think about playing Kuhar, uh, first round versus playing Denison? And for the third time, too. <laughs> yeah, so, um, honestly, um, between those two, at first, I was worried about playing Kuhar first. Uh, like, more than I would have been about playing uh, Denison, given sure. Denison's injuries. But, I honestly, I feel the same way about it. Um, I think either way, it's a, probably going to be a walk in the park for both me and Tackett this week. Um, just because of how injured both of those teams are right now. Like, um Going from Colt McCoy to Mark Sanchez is honestly a huge downgrade for him. And having just lost Andy Dalt a couple weeks ago, Kuhar's team's really struggling. Um, and he's a team that had a decent starting lineup for the majority of the season, but as soon as something went wrong, he couldn't really recover from it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not uh, very concerned. Who would I have rather played this week? I don't know. I, I, I Honestly, probably Kuhar. So I think... Uh, um, especially going forward in this part of the bracket, I would rather play Andres or Jimmy next instead of Derek or Nate. Um, but that's, you know, that's only if I make it out of the first round. Yeah, man. And, and what I want to comment on that about is with us having such a strange year, like it's been where so many teams playoff spots came down to the last, you know, week, um, that really helped you because normally we have that eight seed ends up being that team that had been kicking ass for the last four weeks. Yeah. Instead that's well, you on the five spot. Exactly. I was that team Yep. and I jumped, I completely leapfrogged the eight, seven and six seed end up in the five. So yep. with us being as tight of a race as it is, you and Tackett really got fortunate and it should be just cakewalks for both of you. Yeah. This week at the very least, it, it should be easier this week for, for the two of us. Um, then again, it's fancy and anything can happen, but, um, I'm definitely feeling confident going into this week. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling pretty good. Yeah. I, I would just add this too, um, before we get into specific players and stuff for your matchup, but, uh, and looking at the bracket as well, I would much rather be on your side of the bracket, like you said, versus, uh, Tackett's. Yeah. Uh, that side between Tackett, Dennis, and Derek, and Nate is just a gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and if I had to, I mean, if I had to rank, it would be Tackett one, Derek two, Dennis and three, Nate four, uh, or Den- or Nate three, Nate Dennis three. and four. Excuse me. Yeah. I agree. Um, and then, you know, if we were looking at. Uh, I mean, again, so you lost two more games, but honestly, it it, it played itself out. I yeah. would argue this is the much better side. Yeah. You play Kuhar, who really has no quarterbacks, and you play either Jimmy or Andre. So, uh, and just looking at it overall, I think Andre is also his his record doesn't really reflect his team. I think he's no, not he's as far good. higher than he should be. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, team's not good. <laughs> Sorry, Andre, but <laughs> your team's not good. <laughs> But I would much rather play Kuhar than Dennison just because, like like you said, he just has no quarterbacks. Dennison's got Goff and Winston. I mean, you have no idea what Winston's going to do, and Goff's yeah. and not really playing to his level. But um, I would just rather play depth. the team with no quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Has actual depth on his team. 
Uh, all right, so how about we just ju- jump right into the matchup here for this week? So it looks like Kuhar doesn't have any quarterback in that spot, I'm assuming. <laughs> it's going to be Mark Sanchez. Yeah, Mark Sanchez, that's that's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it's he looked so bad the other night. Yep, looks terrible. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, that was, that was a pretty awful showing uh, against – Awful game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in in fairness, like he just he just joined the team, and they made that clear. But yeah, he doesn't even know the playbook. But he was like missing his check down running back. Uh, yeah. So like, I think I saw an interesting stat going into that game where the Eagles allowed the most catches uh, to running backs out of the backfield and most yards per catch to running backs out of the backfield. <laughs> backfield. Um, I believe that was a stat. And yeah, they're at least top five for sure. So Chris Thompson, I thought would have been like a relative sleeper, and I mean Mark Sanchez was missing his checkdown running back five yards away. <laughs> yeah, no, Mark Sanchez is terrible. Um, it's it's a, it's really a shame that that's who they went out and grabbed. Um, I don't know. I feel like there are better quarterbacks available, and obviously the Redskins were not going to be the team to sign Colin Kaepernick, but God, if there was a team who could use a better quarterback like <laughs> Colin, this is the team. Um, yeah. Mark Sanchez is terrible. I, I don't know yeah. why that's who they went out and grabbed. Like he hasn't been relevant in, I mean, he wasn't even relevant when he got drafted. He's terrible. He's always been bad. The so. issue is there's just, there's nobody out there, man. <laughs> there's nobody but Colin Kaepernick. Everybody else. Yeah. Is, that's literally is out of the, the only quarterback who should be signed right now is Colin Kaepernick. But yeah, that's right. If they ran the RPO uh, with Colin Kaepernick and Adrian Peterson just for the last couple weeks of the season, oh I mean, God. they could I, probably wreck because no one would be ready for that. What's so nobody. funny is is they said that they that they talked about signing Colin Kaepernick and then said oh, no because we don't want to change our offense. And then you look at a team like Baltimore who has Joe Flacco and then switched to Lamar Jackson and have been undefeated since then. Yeah. So yeah. what do you mean you're afraid to change your offense? When you change to to a more versatile quarterback, it's been effective in for other teams this year. Like it's clearly like they're clearly uh, not honest in, in saying that it's because they don't want to change their offense. Their offense needs to be changed. Like it's not work. It wasn't working with Alex Smith. Like, I don't know what they're, yeah. They don't need to hide it. They should just be as overt with not signing Colin Kaepernick as they are. About yeah. The Redskins. Like, it was like, definitely beyond football. Yeah. <laughs> as a Redskins fan, um, they are a disgrace. They sign Reuben Foster when he hits waivers after yep. two domestic assault charges and then say no to Kareem Hunt, which is the exact same situation, just videotaped. And then also <laughs> say no to Colin Kaepernick, who they desperately need if they want to make money and make the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're, they're, they're a despicable franchise, to be honest. Like they're they're a truly despicable organization. But yeah, they're they're uh, approaching Browns level in stupidity. <laughs> Not even just stupidity, but like it's outright. Oh, they're they're owners garbage. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're bad terrible people. guy. Yeah. All right, so let's dive into the rest of Kuhar's team. Uh, so Saquon and Julio obviously highlight his team. How and do we Tariq feel? Tariq could go off any given uh, week, and Especially he's got a tough – this is going to be interesting. So let's talk about Tariq Cohen for a second. So he's going up against the Rams. The Rams are supposed to be supposed, supposed to have a good run defense. 
Um, but Tariq Cohen's a shifty back, catch, catches a lot of balls out of the backfield, um, gets plays designed his way. Uh, how do we think Tariq Cohen is going to do here against the Rams on Sunday Night Football? Uh, Tariq's going to have a good game. Jordan Howard's not going to do shit, but Tariq, Tariq Cohen's going to have a good game. It, this this reads perfectly for him. Up the middle for the Rams is solid. You're not going to run up the middle on them, so Jordan Howard's going to get shut down. But in a check-down pass situation, Tariq Cohen, and playing from behind, Tariq Cohen's going to get a bunch of, of play. He's going to essentially do what he did last week against the Giants, not nearly to the same extent, I don't think, but um, the game plan is going to be pretty similar. I think he probably scores close to 20 points. Yeah, I mean, especially in a full PPR, and uh, I think he said it, they have you know some nice interior defensive linemen, uh, which is going to force uh, force the ball uh, around, around the line. Um, their linebackers are actually a little overrated as well. Yeah. Um, However, one one thing to know is that they – I think they got Elkeeb to lead back uh, last week. Yep. Uh, so they're getting stronger in the secondary, and they've gotten better throughout the year in the secondary. However, they still are not great. Um, so I think you're going to see a lot of plays designed to treat Cohen. He's a must-play in any league and also probably a discount uh, in DFS given the matchup. But Yeah, definitely. Uh, looking though at the rest of his teams, because I want to talk about your team a lot more here. But Julio, uh, obviously, good matchup against Green Bay. Saquon is he's going to put up Saquon numbers. Uh, Corey Davis, though, uh, extremely tough matchup against the uh, the Jaguars' corners. Do we think Corey Davis could put up any points against you here? He, he gets shut down. Yeah, he gets shut down completely. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey owns him all night. Yeah, I mean, this is the biggest test of Corey Davis's career, in my opinion. Uh, you're coming off a short week. Uh, you have put up good, good, uh, good numbers. You've been pre- a pretty productive receiver. Let's see, you get to that next level. So we'll see what happens. But uh, the if odds I, are certainly recall, not in that favor. If I recall, in their first meeting this this year, he didn't do anything. Yeah, two two catches for 34 yards. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm not worried about Corey Davis. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. However, I could see game script having an impact as well. Like if the Jags run the ball and just run all over the Titans early on in the game, go up early uh, and never look back, maybe Corey Davis could get some serious garbage time points there. So uh, I think he's a guy you have to play, obviously. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I just don't see that happening personally. Like the Jaguars are terrible. They're, they're so bad offensively, especially with, uh, with Kessler there now. Um, they're the Titans are going to be playing from ahead, not from behind, it, it, as far as I can see. Titans are actually a decent team. Jaguars are absolute garbage. I, th- they had no business beating the Colts last week. Um, but yeah, know. Titans. Titans are playing much better football too. So yeah, and they're playing at home, which for whatever that's worth. Um, and good luck, Kuhar, Cody Kessler, and. Uh, Cody Kessler and Mark Sanchez. And Mark Sanchez. Um, <laughs> good luck. Chris Thompson's an interesting guy sitting on his bench, though, now that he's back. Uh, curious to see if maybe he, he makes a move and tries to put a guy in over one of his quarterbacks. Um, he probably should, but he won't. He probably should. I mean, but uh, all right. So let's transition to your team because even if he puts up his optimal lineup, I don't even think he comes close to, to what your no. team's probably going to do this week. Nope. So, Jack, how about you just walk us through your favorite players of your team this year? Yeah, who's your, your MVP? <laughs> who's my MVP? Um, okay, well, 
tough, have tough decision. Well, like, honestly, <laughs> for me, I really do. Have, well, actually, I don't know. There's a couple. But, um, I mean, you can't not bring up Todd Gurley. He's the best player in fantasy. So, And I thank you, Denny, for letting me have him. You're the fucking best, seriously. Yep. I love you, Denny. You, like, single-handedly given me this uh, this great season. And I thank you for it. Um, that, that's <laughs> been amazing for me. But honestly, my the best pick that I made though, like that's an easy pick. When you have the fourth pick and Todd Gurley's on the board, like you take him. That's the easiest pick I've ever made in my life. But the best pick I ever made was Aaron Jones, who I knew was going to put up these numbers all year, and uh, that was easily my best pick of the year. And I'm really happy with it because it's going to be what I think is ultimately going to um, be my league winner. I think Aaron Jones is my winner. Did you reach for him in the draft, or did you? No, I took him in like fifteen. Okay. Yeah. There was one league where I was trying to get him, and I I just couldn't get him uh, as late as I wanted to. Um, but I must have overlooked him in this one, but it, because it was the writing was on the wall. A lot, a yeah. lot of a lot of the industry was saying this: how Jamal Williams really not that great of a player, and yeah. they expect once Aaron Jones came came back, I believe week three. Uh, that he would eventually become the uh, main back. Yeah, and if, um, if it weren't for Mike McCarthy, he would have exactly. gotten a lot faster. And Aaron Jones' skill set is actually a very, and I hate to bring uh, this name up, uh, but a similar skill set to Kareem Hunt. So, uh, I mean, he, he, he's a player <laughs> that he, Aaron Jones is really, yeah, sorry, sorry, Derek. Uh, Aaron Jones is really a player that, uh, is going to get a lot of work in the run and passing game. Curious to see what happens, though, obviously with the firing of Mike McCarthy uh, and Aaron Rodgers. Um, however, they're playing Atlanta. Atlanta, not a good run defense. So uh, you got a great matchup there. Yeah. What do you think about Todd Gurley possibly not getting a full workload and playing a tough defense here? So, I, like, I mean, the Bears obviously have probably the best defense in football right now um that being said it doesn't matter with Todd Gurley I'm not even a little bit concerned with his production this week not not just because he's Todd Gurley but because the Rams offense is what they are like they're the best offense in football they're gonna put up points still it's not gonna this isn't gonna slow them down and look at the Giants being able to to put up 20 points in um in regular time last week I'm really not worried about Todd Gurley finding his way to the end zone at least once again. It's it's what he does. He's just going to get so much volume that it doesn't even matter. Nope. Um, I mean, no, like you would be crazy to mess around with not playing him. Yeah. Um, any tough decisions for you this week in, in your starting lineup? Um, not I, – I mean, nothing really noteworthy. I really like uh, DJ Moore personally. Um, yeah. I, but there's no one who I'm going to start him over. Like the, the worst matchup that I have is Brandon cooks against Chicago. Um, I'm, I'm more worried about Brandon cooks getting shut down than I am about Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley's always going to put up the points. Um, that being said, I'm still going to start Brandon cooks and just keep things simple. There's no reason to mess with, um, with what I got right now for this matchup. If it was, if this was me playing Tackett this week, Maybe I would consider it more, but I I just I, I just need to stay the course right now. I'm not worried about it. 
Derek, do you remember when we talked about uh, Jack's team earlier this year uh, in relation to Todd Gurley and having Brandon Cooks? Yeah, yeah. We thought we were a little bit concerned that one guy would go off and the other one would do nothing. Man, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, didn't it was... really – I mean, it just kept going, right? Like, they it, just, it just kept, kept both playing well. So, <laughs> I mean – the, I knew it when common... I drafted them. I wouldn't draft two players from the same team if I was worried about their production numbers. Um, I bought. I I knew going into the into the draft that I wanted Brandon Cooks uh, if I could get him for um, for uh, in a good round. If I if I could get him in about the fourth round, I was going to be happy. And sure enough, he was there in the fourth round. Yeah, the fourth yeah. But round, e- so. e- even you, I mean, in your highest expectations, couldn't expect what we're seeing now because Absolutely. this is no, no. This Top has been 15, the most ridiculous it. offenses of all time with the Rams and Chiefs this year. And it's a similarity between all of the top seeds in, in every playoffs, not just our league, is they're made up of massive amounts of Kansas City Chiefs and L.A. Rams. It's like these offenses, they go out and they put up points and they're relentless and they don't care how much they're up by. And it's just paid off, paid massive dividends for all fantasy teams to have any of these players. But well, I, I will come right, to um, what. But what I was the reason I wanted Brandon Cooks was because I thought Robert Woods was going to duck out when Brandon entered the equation. But um, that's what surprised me was how relevant all three receivers could be up until Cooper Cup's injury. Um, I I thought that um, with Brandon Cooks coming in, Robert Woods was going to drop off and Brandon was going to assume that role, um, and that's why he would be dominant. Um, I didn't expect Robert Woods to be as good as he is this year. I so I was in reverse. I actually expected Robert Woods to have a better year, um, just from being more acclimated into the system and the the player that he the the role that he plays with that team and what they needed. Um, but I was, I mean, again, I was just not expecting Woods, Cup, and Cooks. I thought Cooks was just going to be more of a boomer bust play where. You know, he has a couple games where he completely goes off and a couple other games, almost like when he was with the Saints, a couple other games where um, he puts up like two catches for 30. But, I mean, the volume that he gets each and every week is just uh, – I was definitely not expecting that. Um, but we got to give you credit uh, where credit's due for – you know, I mean, when you draft someone in the fourth round, that's pretty that's, – that's a pretty good chunk of production there. So um, kudos to you for just – uh, going out with a bold strategy and a little bit contrarian, and obviously it paid off. I just want to comment on your depth, though. I mean, you got great depth, and you know, uh, for me, I wasn't going to obviously mess around free agency this week, but uh, I obviously saw Jalen Samuels as uh, the top ad with um, uh, really with. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw that injury with the Steelers with James yeah. Conner. Yeah. I so, I don't I don't see him coming back for the rest of the fantasy playoffs at least. No, maybe by week 16, but probably not, honestly. Yeah, so um, Jalen Samuels is a really nice ad, and it gives you insurance in case, you know, any of your running backs. Like, I mean, who knows, man? Two weeks from now, we could be seeing you in the championship and Todd Gurley not playing because of injuries or because of where they're at in the stand, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to put, plug it, plug and play a running back, and you'd be looking at, either Jalen Samuels, Joe Mixon, or Adrian Peterson. That's, that's ridiculous. That's a really nice uh, uh, That's a really nice team with depth. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, Corlin Sutton literally just from this – like everything has just gone right for your team 
Um, as terrible as it sounds with Emmanuel Sanders' uh, uh, Achilles tear uh, today. He wasn't relevant in our playoffs, though. But, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, Cortland Sutton, right? Like, that's more depth for you uh, yeah. in case anything maybe were to happen to Amari Cooper. Uh, you even got a back, a nice backup tight end in Austin Hooper. Yep. And, like you said, the secret uh, weapon, the X Factor, DJ Moore, who could just come in and wreck. Uh, and he's almost getting to the point where, like, He's almost a must start, but just because he's a, a rookie and um, you never know what, what's going to happen with rookies on the field, it's, it's definitely a risky play. Yeah, I like Amari Cooper. I, I've thought about um, potentially benching Amari Cooper as well, but he's been getting so much volume since he's moved to Dallas now that I, I don't feel comfortable putting him on the bench. Uh, even though DJ Moore could go off at any given point, I like the, the stability from – uh, from Mari Cooper. I really don't need a boom bust player with my team right now. No, no. Uh, I just need to keep keep the course. The sure volume guys. Yeah, exactly. So, so safe to say, Jack has defeated Kuhar by 40 points minimum in each of the first two times they faced off. Uh, I clearly project him to do that again. ESPN so, has the line at 48, so without, right. plus without 48 for Kuhar. Uh, his second quarterback, but yeah. True, right. true. Yeah, so it's probably about a 30-point line, but still. So so we kind of know where that stands. Um, Jack looking good to, to move forward. So let's get to what we are real interested in. You have also been crowned the winner of the yes. Tattoo League. Yes, thank you. That's what I and was wanting to get to. <laughs> we are super curious, while we have you on for another minute, what tattoo is Carl about to receive? Well, all right, hold on. Well, I haven't gotten any submissions other than Jimmy's still. So there, you know, I have a lot of time to, to mull over all of the all of the great options that they're going to send and the things that I've been thinking about as well. Um, so nothing's decided yet, and I don't want to give uh, give too much away. But I've had um, I've I've definitely had one in mind um, that's much more related to to my team. Um, oh, Lennon sent me his actually. His is really funny too. But um, his is the Care Bear, right? Lennon's? No. Yeah, didn't he say Care Bear? <laughs> Lennon, uh, I'm not, well, he's going to, like, everyone's going to send them in anyway, so Carl's going to see him. But Lennon's is, uh, his idea was to get Mallory's name and or initials tattooed on the Carl. Oh, my God. <laughs> which I think is fantastic. Wow. Um, <laughs> Which also made me think, what if I got my name or initials tattooed on him? Oh, That'd be my funny, God. too. Um, oh, my God. With a little heart around it. That'd be cute. It'd be cute. He was my roommate for three years. Best friend since high school. So, <laughs> it'd be, that'd be adorable. He gets a little love tattoo for his buddy. Um, it should but, be a soy boy. Yeah, but it's uh, the soy boy is, uh, is what I've been leaning towards in, while I've been thinking about it. So... There's a lot of time. Things, uh, a lot of things can change in the next couple of weeks. But what what makes me the happiest about the, the playoffs this year is that even if Kuhar upsets me this week and destroys me, the worst case scenario, I get to pick a tattoo for Carl. So the league, uh, I, it still feels like a win for me. Well, there you have it. <laughs> oh man, uh, I, all I ask is just show some mercy on him at least. <laughs> He really doesn't deserve to be in last. It's a shame. No. He yeah. Me, that's, so. that's, that's, that's all I'm saying is that he shouldn't be in last place. No. So, so saw a little bit of just something. 
Yeah, no. Because <laughs> he, he didn't, he didn't earn it. I'm not going to go with the worst thing that gets uh, brought to me, for sure. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. All right, cool. Um, so how about Derek? Who do we have next? So I'm thinking next we'll look for Jimmy. All right, cool. All right, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming hey, on. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Jack. All right, so we're back and waiting on Jimmy. You want to jump in and take a look real quick at this? Yeah, so uh, just pulling up. So Jimmy and Jimmy and Andres are playing each other. So wow, that is a fucked up picture, Andres. God damn it. What is it? I can't even see. That's that's a dead albatross. That's an awful picture. Wow. Hello? All right. Hey, Jimmy, what's up, man? Hey guys, I'm 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 feeling good. All right, Jimmy, we'll we'll make it short for you. <laughs> All right, love you. Glad to have you on board here, man. I'm glad to be on board. Hey, Mark, I didn't say this live yet, but congratulations, getting married. Beautiful oh, wedding ceremony, by the way. Watched on uh, Facebook Live. Absolutely amazing, by the way. What's that? Absolutely amazing. The I watched on Facebook Live. Oh, thanks, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So appreciate that. I hope that doesn't sound creepy, like I was creeping on you, like a like a stalker or anything like that. Just, <laughs> just got popped up. You know? No, man, appreciate you watching. It was like it was like you were there, you know. I felt like I was there. It's magical, Facebook like Disney Life World. Does a really, you know? does a really good job. Hint, hint, uh, sponsorship opportunity, Facebook. Um, but yeah, it was fantastic. So, all right, so Jimmy, let's let's dive into your matchup here, man. So. Uh, you were six and seven. Andres is eight and five. What do we think here? Well, Andres' team plays one of the best uh, fantasy defense in the league, and uh, he's got really lucky with uh, out of the league. Not saying that his team's not good, but I think I have very favorable matchups going in this week, though, and I feel really confident with him not playing anyone right now in his starting lineup uh, with all <laughs> my players starting. So I feel really confident winning right now. Yeah, Jim, you and I are in a similar situation as in our opponents are playing. uh, I I don't know what they're trying to do here. They're basically just putting in their pseudo lineup, trying to get in our heads like that actually has any effect. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nate's doing the same thing. So I don't know. Maybe they're trying to play some mind games or something here. But it's it's stupid and it's annoying. It makes it hard for us to sit here and analyze their matchup. Well, if we just look at it, so, I mean, um, Audrey says Odell, he's got Cam Newton, uh, Matt Stafford, Baker, Marlon Mack, Leonard Fournette, uh, all sitting on his bench. So, I got to imagine he's playing Leonard Fournette and uh, Marlon Mack, maybe Marlon Mack or Kenyon Drake. I don't know. That's probably a decision that's going to be tough for him, right? Right. Well, what do you guys think Leonard Fournette's going to play a full role this weekend with the game and everything like that? Has that been determined yet at all? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he was just suspended last week for um, getting in the fight. So why would he not? Why would he not get a full workload? I I, I don't know if there's been any uh, any news or anything like that about him being any more repercussions with that at all, or just. Uh, just NFL coming down with their big old dick saying, like, nope, you're spending the game kind of thing. I just didn't know if there's something else. Uh, there could be falling or anything like that. I mean, if that got, like, announced 
tomorrow. Um, I wouldn't be surprised with the NFL, but um, I mean, I, I think Leonard Fournette is expected to have a full workload on tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, Jim, you've got your work cut out for you, man. Uh, your, well, your team, your team has some decent matchups, though, so you you could definitely pull off the upset. I, I plan on it. Just letting you guys know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm assuming, I mean, looking at Andres, like, I I feel bad for you, Jimmy, because I literally gave Andres his team here and Golden Tate and Julian Edelman and uh, Leonard Fournette. So, um, yeah, like, that's that's pretty much like a quarter of my team that I just pretty much handed over to Andres throughout the year. So, sorry. Yeah, there's a good middle finger to you, Mark. (laughs) Exactly. Let me just throw my guys into the playoffs and you know, let someone else win with them. So, uh, but, uh, I mean, let's look at, all right. So let's look at, uh, your team here, Jimmy, uh, Zeke and Chubb. I expect, uh, full workloads from both and, and a nice game. Uh, I don't think you got Bruce Ellington in. You going to play him? I'm not sure on wide receivers yet. I'm still, uh, kind of determining what, what, what wide receiver you're going to play right now. I mean, Ryan Woods or Woods are going to be my for sure go to, Sterling Shepard looks pretty good, but then I have Jordy Nelson, Ellington. Uh, I just kind of kind of figure Funches. out Funches too as well. Um, Funches kind of I like favorable right now with um, uh, Olson being out and everything like that. But it's just uh, I kind of have to. I think it's a game game decision Sunday Sunday one o'clock. Can see what I'm gonna play. I like it. Man. I like it. Um, so if you had to summer summarize your season um in in a couple words what what would you say how, how do you think it's been i i did well besides wide receivers the whole year yep that's pretty fair yeah i i think um just looking at your wide receiver spot obviously that's going to be your biggest challenge for the playoffs jimmy yeah um but I mean, this would be my personal recommendation or my personal opinion. I like Tyrell Williams and over Bruce Ellington. Um, you know, I just think that he has the highest upside for a score in, in yards. So um, I would probably, in my opinion, I would put Ty- Tyrell Williams in, but uh, it's a close call because you got Devin Funches who you know is not really a wide receiver one anymore but he's a, a part of that offense uh, especially with Olsen I think Olsen's out for the year now um, so Devin Funches or Tyrell Williams are probably your two guys there but so it should be interesting to see what you decide yeah I'm the only reason I kind of like Ellington is because of the targets that he gets with PPR he's gonna average about five six targets a, a week but the yards aren't there though so that's something kind of upside with him at all but I do think Devin Funches might have a breakout game a little bit. But he is going against the Browns defense with Denzel Ward off. So I think he might actually have a – I know it's sad to say I love Browns, but I think he might have a, you know, possibly a two-touchdown game and, you know, four receptions for two touchdowns, something like that. Something stupid. Man, but that's, that's, a good, that's a good way for you to counter um, Andres' use of Cam Newton as well. Yeah, and that's what I kind of thought. I was – I saw those talking to other people too because I picked up the Chargers defense too going to Cincinnati, and I was really thinking about picking up the Browns defense going against Cam Noon after Cam threw four interceptions and whatnot. Um, I just know the Browns defense is kind of hungry right now, uh, but Denzel Ward's probably going to be injured in a little half 
like probably 8% all the way through. I just don't feel confident going for that. But the Browns defense was full go. I'd love to throw a Browns defense against Cam Newton right there. And uh, I think it would be a big, uh, big help, you know, especially with all that stuff going on. The Browns defense against Cam Newton would be just a uh, – would really make or break the, the week. But I decided to go with the Chargers defense against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I think it's a safe bet, and I think it's bad opportunities there too. Yeah, I think I think the Chargers defense is probably the right move, uh, especially now that they have Joey Bosa back. So mm-hmm. um, I think you're in a pretty good spot with that there. Um, uh, anything else that sticks out to you here, Derek? Uh, no, not really. I mean, Jimmy's pretty much summarized it fairly well for us. Um, yeah, Jim, we'll still have to get you back on when we get to the end of the season to discuss uh, upcoming changes in the league and how we're going to do draft order if we are going to run with the March Madness idea, which um, I, I really like that idea. And I've talked to some other people, and they're pretty pretty hot on the idea as well. So, yeah, we'll have to talk more about that later. Uh, I would also just like to add, though, in looking at the matchup, um, I, think, I think Andres actually beats you this week, Jimmy. That, that that is fair, but it's a three-six matchup. It's a it's a toss-up. Um, I remember when he had his full lineup in. He's projected to be by five points, I believe. Um, so it's it's a, it's a close matchup, but I think he has uh he has, he has a better team right now. But I think my team will uh will show up this week and uh we'll move on. Yeah, I hope you whoop that troll's ass. <laughs> So, Derek, you're, you're taking Jimmy's team? Absolutely, man. Andres, Andres is trolling here. He's trolling my team hardcore. Do you see his team name and his team picture? Yeah, it's they're, pretty they're bad. Just, that's, that's, that's hardcore, man. Him and Nate, they must be uh, sharing a bed right now because they're both trolling oh, pretty hard. It is. Collusion. It's collusion. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, it's <laughs> kind of the definition of a troll. So, uh, All right, cool. <laughs> Well, Jimmy, Jimmy, nice having you here. Anything else uh, that you want to add as the commissioner? Um, I hope we can get together as a league here around Christmas time down Columbus and, uh, and have a good time if possible. So Yeah, that would be awesome. Back, I think, on the 21st or right around there. So um, maybe that, I don't know, maybe right after Christmas or right before or whatever, but let's do it. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I'd love to see you guys again. Um, it's been a while since I see everyone. Um, we're all brothers here. We all have done 20 days before. And, uh, you know, just love to talk, catch up with everyone and, you know, be friends again and brothers. And, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's all good, right? We're all, we're all friends, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Awesome, man. All right. Good to have you on here. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you guys. Do an awesome job every week. And uh, Godspeed, God bless, and let's uh, let's go, let's go, Brownies. All right, Jimmy, uh, Derek, what do we have next? Um, I'm thinking next we'll jump to the other side of this matchup with Andres. All right, perfect. So let's bring him on. Yeah. All right. All right. So there are two different Andres on like the <clears throat> friend list or whatever. So- Hello. There he is. Uh, right, there perfect. he is. I, it was the other one. What's up? <laughs> What's going on, Andres? Oh, you know, just hanging out. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, very excited okay. on the eve of the 
opening matchup for the uh, the playoffs this this week. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's a long time coming. Having, long thirteen long weeks. Yeah, having fun kicking it with uh, various members of the league. It's been fun to get everybody's take. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, I want to say, Mark, that's that's tough on your miss there, man. That's man. It really, look, I really thought you were gonna make it there, but that last loss to Nate really. Literally just a gin. That's rough, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's came up a few times this episode, and uh, I'm not happy about it. But you know, uh, I scored a lot of points. Uh, the matchups just didn't fall my way throughout the year, and um, I can live with that. At the end of the day, if I'm gonna get knocked out, I feel like I had a pretty good team, but I just uh, you know, I got unlucky, and I'm okay with that versus having a terrible year. So. That's the thing uh, about fantasy football. I mean, half of it is, you know, trying to score as many points as possible. But if the matchups don't work out head-to-head, I mean, it doesn't matter how many points you score. So, yep. yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But you're in a much – you're pretty much in the opposite spot. I would argue you are in a higher seed than, you know, the I guess points scored would reflect. But uh, – or maybe points oh, – yeah, points scored. On fourth but... and points four in third seed. So, yeah, I guess a little bit, but not really that much. Of a... Not a whole lot, but a yeah. little bit higher. Sure. Um, and I think you had some breaks along the way throughout the year. But your team looks pretty good now. So, why don't you walk us through how you feel about your team going into this week against Jimmy? Um, <laughs> well, I'm not going to roll with the matchup, the lineup that I have currently set. I was just kind of messing around there. Uh, yeah, I'm obviously. Have you? Do you talk to Nate about that? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh just my got, god! I did that on trolls, my own. Man. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Totally my idea. In all seriousness, though, what the, what the fuck is an albatross, Derek? Why is your team name the Wandering Albatross? I think we all deserve an answer. You do, and I'm surprised it took what five, six weeks for somebody to finally ask this. <laughs> um, I love, as you know, Planet Earth. <laughs> There was an episode on the Wandering Albatross, which is an absolutely massive bird in the Arctic that is really fucking awesome. So I was pretty, uh, huh. I, I like, I liked it. So I made it my team photo, my team name, and it that was right when my team name needed a shift. You know, when you're on a losing streak, and I've done pretty well since. I'm fair enough, fair enough, I guess. But yeah, I, I'm, uh... I'm gonna throw this back at you i think your uh team photo your team name i like your team name your team photo is um literally it's, it's explicit <laughs> it's not right it's, it's really messed up pretty pretty offensive to be honest oh sorry guys i didn't know we were uh, in the league of grandmas here i think we well, you, didn't defend me. you didn't offend me but there probably would be some randos out there that would get offended over that i'm offended. It's a dead bird yeah. Okay, Derek. It'll be. You'll be fine. Okay. It's my albatross. <laughs> um. Anyway, what were we talking about? The the matchups for this week. Yeah. So <laughs> we let's, got let's off on a tangent. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I'm going to be playing Cam Newton in Baker. Matt Stafford. I mean, he had a pretty solid middle of the year. He he had a like a six or seven game stretch where he didn't throw any picks, but he just really isn't putting up any points. And the it's not reliable. Into, no, he's not. So I'm. He's going to be in my bench for sure. Um, I'm going to be starting Leonard Fournette, obviously. I mean, he's going to get anywhere from 20 to 30 carries. So you have to put him in the lineup, especially after Jacksonville upset the Colts last week, 6-0. I mean, I don't really think they're in the playoff race, but I think it kind of gives them, like, 
I guess motivation of play, if that makes sense, that they're not that bad. So yeah. I think we'll see them try to actually do something instead of kind of tanking for the rest of the season. So I'm confident about Fournette there. I think he's really fresh too. Like you're getting him like this Fournette could potentially smash for the rest of the fantasy playoffs given um his light workload this year because of the hamstring injury earlier and also him getting that week off after he saw a yeah. good chunk of volume. Um, he had I mean, 25 um, points before the fourth quarter in the game before he threw that stupid punch. Did you guys see that? It was yeah, ridiculous. Was it was really bad. Um, just kind of unbelievable that that happened. But, but at the same time, like it might have worked in his favor. Blessing in disguise for the fantasy-wise anyway. Yeah, to keep him healthy and give him a week off afterwards to, you know, just give him a little bit of extra time to get back into um, playing uh, mid-season form. So I think you are should feel really good about Fournette for these next couple of weeks. Uh, and Odell, Odell's starting to turn it on. However, he could have one of his, you know, temper tantrums against Josh Norman here. I mean, you never know. He He's a better passer at this point than Eli. He can throw it deeper. I mean, you see that that pass to Sterling Shepard? That was pretty That's that, great. That was a farther pass than Eli's thrown all year. And it was on the run, and it was like a complete dart. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I mean, honestly, to to be fair, I, I'm pretty confident about my team. I've been stashing the Jets and the Bills last couple of weeks because the Bills play the Jets this week, and then the Texans play this week. So I'm good about that. I'm probably the best kicker in terms of fantasy production and Greg Zarnay. Debatably, you could go with Will Lutz or Harrison Butker. Um, the only thing I'm kind of worried about is my RB2. I'm kind of torn between Canyon Drake and Marlon Mack. I'm not sure who to start there, to be honest. I'll probably end up uh, – I don't know. I honestly don't know who I'm going to start. It'll probably be like a last-minute decision. And then tight end-wise, I'm, I'm going to go through Zoma. Just because I don't really trust Kyle Rudolph at all, so yeah, that's yeah. an interesting move, uh, Azoma over Rudolph, just because Rudolph is kind of your household name, and Azoma is just like a you know uh, backup tight end or whatever. Um, I I like that actually because you know you got Driscoll who uh, you know without AJ Green is going to be struggling to find open options and could be hitting. Zoom on the check down. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I do like that move. And uh, just looking at your, your Mac and, and Drake move as well, that's that's a really tough one. Um, you know, one, one thing I would have to say about uh, Houston is that they've been playing really good defense mm-hmm. uh, overall this year. Um, and, and when you look at that uh, against Houston – uh, and Kenyon Drake against the Patriots. It's like, well, the Patriots defense played pretty well last week, and, uh, you know, the Patriots are likely going to um, kick Miami around. So it's like, how is Kenyon Drake going to – is he a viable guy or mm-hmm. option that, you know, in the probable game script that they are behind a lot, are they going to check down to him a lot as well? So I think you have to really – dive deep into when Kenyon Drake gets used and maybe look back on a couple blowouts and see how he gets used in, in some of Miami's past blowouts. Yeah, I think Kenyon Drake has a much lower, almost just bottomed out in terms of floor, almost zero, but he has a much higher ceiling than Mac. So I don't know. 
Uh, one thing I do want to touch on, though, is maybe this is just biased because I'm going up against Shemmy, but I feel like a lot of his projections are severely inflated. Taking a look yeah. at his team, I mean, I don't know. A total of 43 points scored by both Zeke and Chubb. Um, I don't disagree. I, I or I disagree with that in the sense that I think his running backs are going to fulfill his projections or get the over on that number. Hmm. Um, just because Zeke is, is probably closer towards, in my opinion, towards 30 points, even though they're playing Philly. Like it doesn't matter. Like Zeke can still put up with his volume and you know the the situation that he's in, 30 points. Um, and. Chubb, I think, is going to have the t- uh, much tougher matchup of being a rookie. However, he still gets a, a full volume. So in a full PPR, if you see 30 from Zeke and, uh, you know, 12 from, from Chubb or 13 from Chubb, you know, it gets you to that number. Yeah, you know, I'll give you the Zeke one, but Chubb projected for 20 points. I mean, he's going up against Luke Keekley in a pretty decent – the thing about the Panthers, D is their secondary is just not very good. Yeah. So it kind of sets the whole team back. I agree. I think that's overinflated for sure. Um, but I then the was... rest of his team is questionable. I mean, looking, he's got four cues on a starting lineup, not to mention Chris Carson, who's questionable on his bench, too. I don't know. I'm, like I said, maybe I'm just biased because I'm going up against him, but I feel pretty good about my matchup. I'll give myself maybe like a 60 40 odd to win, but he can definitely, I mean, who knows? Maybe his entire team blows up and mine goes on the drain. So I don't know. I think um, just looking at your receivers or his receivers, like Sterling Shepard, I, I watched that Giants game. It did not look like a good injury. Like it never, an injury is never good, but it didn't look like an injury that um, made me feel confident that he's going to play this week. So um, I don't know. Sterling Shepard, I, I have my doubts about, and I agree with you. I mean, Bruce Ellington, it's like, you know, he's literally trying to strike gold there. Um, yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> you know he's he's got a he's got some decisions to make at wide receiver here, which is ultimately going to end, you know, affect his matchup. But I think you have enough firepower that you, you've got you've got this game. So, Derek, anything else? No, I mean now that we've kind of seen both sides of this matchup, considering we just talked to Jimmy and now we're talking to Andres, um, there's definitely a change in the tone of voice between the two of them. Jimmy was cautiously like, yeah, maybe I'll win. And Andres is like, I don't see how I don't win. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not overconfident, but I just think looking at it, I don't think there's like a category in which I lose, except maybe running back. But I've got the advantage in quarterback, wide receiver, defensive matchup. And honestly, I know Gronk's obviously probably the most talented tight end in the league, but he's been up and down, so I could easily scheme scoring two points or maybe like six. He's not right. He's not right still. Um, No. And on the topic of not right, we have to talk about Cam Newton. Something's not right with him. Uh, He had one bad game. He had one bad game. No, if you watch that game, you you know something's wrong. His, His shoulders hurt. To be yeah. fair, he's been questionable every single week with his shoulder. His his shoulder is surgically repaired. He was taken out to throw the deep ball at the end of the half. I mean, I've never seen him get pulled out for that. And that he didn't look happen like he, for a starting he, quarterback. And he threw four picks. I mean, that's not Cam. Yeah. Right. I, I will say it was a bad game. Maybe it's not looking good, but – I mean, it's not going to keep you from winning your matchup, is what you're no, saying. No, and not just that, but his biggest draw as as a player is his rushing ability. 
And I think it gives me enough of a floor where I don't think he'll score less than 15 points against the Browns. We'll see. Which I think will be enough to pull to pull me through. Um, regardless, I don't know. With all the luck that Jack's gone with injuries this year, to be honest, I don't. I really don't see the point. I just. I don't want to say. <laughs> I don't want to say just give it to him, but like just give it to him at this point. We're, we're saying, uh, no, we we're just saying that earlier. Like it was, it, everything has gone right for his team. He has hit yep. all the right buttons. He could easily put up a dud like he did against Carl a couple weeks ago. I mean, I, I don't know. It only takes one week to lose in the playoffs and you're done for the season. So That is true. That is yeah. true. And, you know, even though he's put up the most points, uh, he's lost three games. So, you know, maybe that's synonymous with the rest of the season. But if I was in Jack's shoes, like we talked about earlier, I'm feeling pretty good about a potential championship here. So. Yep. Yep. The lack of injuries to his team this year has put him in a great spot to succeed. And the depth. Um, and the depth. I mean, and he's been at the top of the waiver wire almost every single time there's been a big Quick thing up. I want to touch on. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Emmanuel Sanders out for the season with the 20 yeah. Oh, yeah. And it just <laughs> bumped up Cortland Sutton to, uh, like, a flex wide receiver two sort of ranking. Yeah, that's what we were – we were talking about it before, and it's just like every single one of – even his bench players have so much – you know, there's so much upside in every single one of them. So – um, he gets a hurt running back. He's got three starting running backs on his bench. He has a, you know, hurt wide receiver. He's got three, um, you know, starting wide receivers uh, on his bench. So it's just uh, he's in a really good spot. Yeah, yeah. So, Andres, what you're saying is you feel good about this matchup, but your next matchup. Yeah, I really, I don't really see a point in getting my hopes up at all. I mean, I'm not out of it until I lose, but. I really, you know, you might as well just give it to him already. <laughs> All right. In the words of Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were. And I'm, honestly, I don't see, I don't see him not winning the team. Just looking at his team, he's already projected for 160. And looking at the playoff matchups for his for this team, I just like I'm not envious of the only team I see putting up a like even some sort of fight up against Jack's team is Taggett's team just because he has McCaffrey, Thielen, and uh, this is the other guy, Pat Mahomes. But, I mean, he still has to get through two games to get up to the championship to face Jack because on the opposite sides of the bracket. So, who knows? Maybe he gets upset and Jack just walks at home. Who knows? Yeah, I just don't see the upset happening to Jack here this year. Mm-hmm. I think this is his year for sure. It, yeah. Yeah, it's it's been a long time coming, probably. <laughs> yeah, like we, like you and I were just talk talking at the beginning of the show. I mean, the highest win percentage in the league over you know the seven years. You, myself, and Jack are right up there, and none of us have won a championship. So it's time for that. Well, I would say this just just as a disclaimer too, because we talked about that a couple times. I have a much smaller sample size than you and Jack. Because he back joined in our third year, I believe, or second year. So he yeah. missed that one year of kind of. He missed two years. Yeah. And I think yeah. I came in like 2015, I want to say. This is your third year, I think, right? I believe it's 16. 16 or 2016, yeah. So, I mean, it, this is, I think, my third season in this league. So I'm, I'm still pretty, pretty new here. Um, and this year is 33% of my showing in my career with this league. So. Uh, this year really hurt me and t- put me a step back. It did, it did. But uh, 
yeah. Anybody who's played with you in other fantasy leagues along with this league, um, they've seen what your teams are usually capable of. Yeah. All right. Anything else here for this matchup? What do you think, Andres? I feel like we've covered every uh, every single inch of this matchup. Yeah, I don't know. If I had to project, I'd probably say like uh, maybe like 145, 135, maybe 155. It's like, just like a 10-point win on the higher scoring side. That would be that would be my projection. Um, I don't know. Really, just I'm I'm kind of nervous about my running back production here. I think it's going to be make or break. So as long as Fournette has a good week, I should be okay. Yep. Yeah. I, I so just to give you a recap, when we spoke with Jimmy, I picked you to win this matchup. Derek basically picked Jimmy just out of spite of your changing <laughs> of your team name and uh, a picture. So yeah. Uh, I'm Team Andres, uh, Derek's hashtag Save the Albatross. Absolutely. Andres, your picture and team name. Uh, your team name doesn't offend me as much because it, it, it's a valid question, but your <laughs> your team picture does offend me. I, I think it was very rude to do that. Um, and I think it's even more infuriating to know that you and Nate have definitely discussed trolling me this week, and uh, that's fully in effect. Okay, first of all, I'm an independent actor. I don't depend on anybody to make my moves. I had a legitimate question, and for, in terms of the picture, in terms of the team profile picture, let's just say it's going to be a preview of the corpse of your team after you go up against Nate this week. Bam. Wow. That hurts. I also um, like how Nate just literally just has the same exact <laughs> Derek here. Uh... They're, they're trolling, man, so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dry it's so simple yet nice it's it's a good one Nate I gotta hand it to him hand right. it to him oh, okay all right I'm not even gonna say anything so I think I think that's a great segue into uh into looking at Derek and Nate's Nate's matchup here uh Andres anything you want to say to close it out um uh like I said I mean just hand it to him already I think Jack's gonna win regardless I think this season was pretty interesting in terms of like injuries. I think in terms, in terms of people who have come up through the ranks in terms of players and people have gotten injured and stuff like Kareem hunt happening, it's been kind of unpredictable. So I don't know what to expect really. Who knows what could happen? Somebody could, there could be a video of Patrick Mahomes being up a woman coming out tomorrow. And then who knows what's going to happen attack a single mark. You never know. So <laughs> really who knows what to expect this playoffs. I don't know. It's probably going to be Jack, but it could be Kuhar. Who knows? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's... congratulations to you, man. I mean, this is in our – you've been here since the beginning when we were in eight-team league. Uh, this is the seventh year, and I think this is the best record I've ever seen your team have and the best-looking team I've ever seen you have. Yeah, it's – I don't know. I think it all comes down to the – you had Jack on a couple weeks ago, and he said something. It all comes down to the draft. A decent draft, and you don't fuck up your team by trading away your players, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, you had a good draft. So, yeah, pretty decent. I don't know. Not bad. And then, you know, you just got to make sure not to mess up your team and then pick some people up off of waiver wires and you'll be fine. And uh, steal a few great players from Mark. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Look, I, I don't want to say I told you so with the A.J. Green injury. I think I talked to other people, but he had the same exact injury in 2014, missed five games, came back, had zero production. And then before I go, this will be my last thought. I just want to say, fuck Marvin Lewis. Terrible human being, terrible coach, just running the Bengals into the ground in an, in an attempt to save his job. 
how dare you bring A.J. Green, your best player in the last eight years, out on the field when he's clearly not healthy. You're risking his long-term career. If I were A.J. Green, I would be fed up with that shit. I would be wanting Edison tonight. I wouldn't blame him at all if he left because, man, this team has just run so poor. I mean, just talk about one of the most talented teams over the last six years. Just run into the ground by inept coaching and man management in terms of keep, you know stopping the stupid penalties, stopping your players from getting arrested, you know, yeah. managing your players just just pisses me off. A complete waste of a talented team that totally could have made a run in a Super Bowl. I agree with that. Um, and uh, going back to our trade too, just like I was in desperation mode at that point, sure. and. Uh, I couldn't wait on Fournette anymore. Like I literally had to, I needed to do something and I thought it was a decent deal. Like I thought it was a very fair deal in the sense. I don't think it worked out bad for me by any means, even if I had Fournette for, you know, the last couple weeks, I don't think it would have changed, but um, you know, I, I agree with you like AJ green. I, I mean, I had to take a shot, but like AJ green um is is a as a top talent and Bengals weren't doing anything so it's like at this point why bring him back exactly such a waste of time let's be honest here from the moment that the Bengals actually were on top of the ASC North we all know it's not gonna last because one of first of all teams stay on top because of good coaching they don't have that <laughs> and second of all it's a complete lack of management by coaching staff to keep their team from getting injured and it's it's just frustrating to see man after man go down to injury. And now we're down to this bare bones team of Jeff Driscoll. I mean, he's not a bad guy, but. It's just like unbelievable that Marvin Lewis still has a job, but Mike McCarthy of the Green Bay Packers mm-hmm. is looking for one. Like, Absolutely. If I were the Bengals, I would be moving Marvin Lewis immediately and trying to go after McCarthy. Oh, no, but it's going to be really. Jackson. I'm calling it right now. In about six months, we're going to be seeing Hugh Jackson take over as head coach of the Bengals. I so, agree with Andres, but I would not be trying to hire McCarthy. I think he's lost. Yes. I would take over Marvin Lewis. I need to I seriously think Marvin Lewis is one of the worst coaches in the league. And he's, oh, he's I, terrible. How does Mike McCarthy suck? Have you seen how awful he's run his team this year? It's been terrible. And how do you not? It, your your one job as a head coach is also to have a backup ready for when Aaron Rodgers is hurt. And last year, Brett Hundley was there for three years, and he was horrible. Like, he was Curtis Painter-esque. And there again, this year, Rodgers should have missed time to get right. But you know what? McCarthy couldn't let him miss time because he knew they would lose every game that he's out because they were not prepared to deal without Rodgers. That's just poor coaching. Poor I mean, there's got to be some pressure from ownership, though, and in, in the front office to – uh, play Rodgers after they gave him that big contract. So I don't, I can't, I don't think you can put that all on McCarthy. And I would argue that a lot of those points that you just brought up are also front office decisions. And at the end of the day, I think that the way they handled moving him out after the success he's had over the years, um, it's just not the way to handle it. And like, you know, he's he's done enough to deserve the full season. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. cut him after this week. I would have cut him maybe at the end of the season. In mid-season firings, unless you have somebody you're going to bring in right afterwards, there's no point. And obviously, they're what four, eight, and one. They're not contending, so why fire him? Like you have to think of a firing situation as you have you're firing this guy because you're bringing they in lost better. the Cardinals. Yeah, they lost at home at Lambeau. What is wrong? Like I don't know. 
I think there's a lot more to it, obviously, beyond the field. But, um, you know, just for the sake of time, we went on a tangent. But I, I, I do think McCarthy, McCarthy belongs in the league more than Marvin Lewis. I, I would rather have Marvin Lewis than Mike McCarthy – or Mike McCarthy rather than Marvin Lewis. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll let you guys move on to the next matchup. All right, cool. All right, man. Good. Thanks for having me. All right, Andres. Thanks Good for joining us. Good luck in the us. playoffs. Yeah. See you guys. All right, bye. All right, Mark. All right. All right. So, uh, you want to? Yeah. So, uh, I tried sending it over to Nate, too, but I don't know if it's going to work or not because I didn't have his number in my phone book before, but um, I guess we'll see. Okay. Um, I texted him and said that he should be getting an invite. So if he doesn't text me back, then he might not be uh, ready to do it. Okay. Um, which in that case, we won't worry about it. Um, All right, so, let's see. All right. Let's hear your take on your team here. So obviously fortunate enough to get into the playoffs and uh, go ahead and get the five seed directly from – being in the alternate spot of where I'm at here. So exactly. Um, so let's go ahead and look at this. Uh, looking at your team overall, how do you, how do you feel? Um, I feel like this isn't a bad draw facing Nate. I feel like we're on a pretty even playing field, whereas we each have guys that could blow up at any moment. Um, and I think it's going to be really close. All right, so I think we have uh, Nate in here. Nate, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, what's up, Nate? Hey, Derek. All right, you. Uh, I'm going to start calling you uh, troll number two. Oh, it's just rude, Derek. There's no need for that. <laughs> hey, it's better than calling you Jackson, right? Yeah, that's just inappropriate. I refrained. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nate, happy to have you on board, man. So uh, good to have you in, into the podcast and – uh, you know, we were just talking about the uh, trolling factor of you and um, Andres kind of going up against Derek. And uh, Derek, <laughs> do you want to just uh, give him the five-second synopsis of what an albatross is? Yeah. So, Nate, the, an albatross is a gigantic bird. Lives yeah, I'm, a, I'm not the one that's confused about that. That's that's Andres. Oh, I answered that for him. I wasn't sure if you were, too. Okay. Yeah, I know what an albatross is. Yeah. I was going to say, you and I, we watch Planet Earth enough. You should know. Yeah, it's a bird. <laughs> a very large bird. Yeah. All right, so, Nate, let's hear what you think about uh, the matchup here against Eric. Uh, pretty confident. I think I'm going to win. Um, wow. Yeah. Eric, uh, another early exit for you. <gasps> but, that is rude. Like, I mean, games still need to be played, but that's just my, uh, my opinion. How do you Man. feel about uh, your wide receivers here? Uh, a little questionable. I mean, I got top two. I got Allen and Gordon, but definitely question mark at wide receiver three. Um, thinking Pettis might be a decent play, but, I mean, that's scraping the bottom of the barrel there. Uh, wish I had Fuller or Kirk, but those guys are long gone. So stuck with picking up wave of wire scum. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to uh, this week watch and see how many times your lineup changes as you just uh, <laughs> rocks in all over the place on this yeah, thing. And you have no idea what I'm doing. 
probably give yourself a seizure trying to think of who to play. <laughs> oh, I know who I'm playing. Oh, okay. I, I know, Derek. The thing is, you don't, and that's that's all that matters. Yeah, it, it really doesn't matter because <laughs> my lineup's not going to change. <laughs> <laughs> you need a kicker. <laughs> maybe I'm going to fool you and not play a kicker. Oh, maybe I'll do the same. We'll see. <gasps> <laughs> How about you guys just decide right now that neither of you are playing kickers? Yeah, Derek, agree to that. You want to you want to go no kicker? No, I don't. <laughs> I got a good kicker. This I week. got a feeling one of you is. Uh, I was waiting for one of you to tell the other one that to yeah, we're both gonna bench kickers, and then Sunday morning, you know, <laughs> kickers fully in the in the lineup here and in play. So, yep, yep, it would be like a what like twelve fifty five. And a kicker enters one of our lineups. <laughs> and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, one thing I did notice about your matchup, Derek, you got a lot of tough matchups. Uh, I think like yep. only two of your players uh, have favorable matchups. So, that does give yeah. me a lot of confidence heading into it. But, I mean, matchup isn't everything. But, start. Yeah. I, I was not playoff ready. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, there's not much you can do about that, but yeah, yeah. Usually, tough. I'm not used to sitting in a position where I'm fighting for my playoff spot up into the final week of the season, and I usually try to make a, a few trades to kind of get guys that have tougher matchups in the regular season, but good matchups in the in the postseason. And this year, I wasn't really able to do that. It was all about win now. And I didn't look into it, um, and yeah, when I looked at my team on. Tuesday morning and seeing what what matchups they draw, they're not good. Uh, so it's it's going to be a tough road. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think that Nate definitely has the firepower and Kamara and Keenan Allen and Aaron Rodgers. Keenan Allen just completely went off last week. Um, yeah, again, Josh Gordon. <laughs> I am not as confident as you are about Josh Gordon, Nate, but. Um, I don't really have another choice, honestly. But. Yeah, <laughs> right. I was going to say, like, there's not really any kind of alternative here. So, um, yeah. you know, Hopefully. Lamar is exciting against Kansas City. This this could be Lamar's coming out party as far as fantasy points goes. So, uh, it should be interesting. Um, I'm definitely concerned for Derek's team. Uh, however, Derek has finally came around to playing my favorite player on his team, obviously. Hashtag Team Godwin. So, hashtag uh, Team Godwin, man. The reason yeah, I drafted him is because I thought can explode. Notice, yeah. I I thought oh, that uh, Djax would have been benched a long time ago, and it'd be the Godwin show. But they never did it, so it took an injury to get him in there full time, and he did what we all knew he would, and absolutely blew up when Djax wasn't there. You weren't as sold on him earlier in the season, though. You got to admit that you definitely sounded. It sounded like you had your doubts for quite some time. Uh, yeah, I had my doubts because the reason I drafted him so high is because I really thought he was the true number two and Djax was the compliment. But that's not the way things were playing out. And yeah, he was scoring every week, but he wasn't catching a lot of balls or getting a whole lot of yardage. So my confidence was wavering. Um, until this past week when Djax didn't play. And I was like, got to throw this guy in the lineup. And it paid off. Got to watch out for Umphreys down here too. 
Humphreys. Yeah, well, he mans the slot, and Godwin is an outside. He's he's a uh, as an X. So, okay. Uh, Humphreys won't take away from him. Honestly, they complement each other pretty well. Yeah, he's just drawn a lot of targets lately. Right, right. Yeah, this New Orleans Tampa Bay game, it's uh high scoring. It's gonna be crazy for us. Yeah. Yeah, I think um I like uh I, with Lamar uh this week against Kansas City, I think he could really put up if you're gonna end up playing him in that OP spot. Um but uh I mean I just see the picture being painted with Derek's team, like you know, Derek's team Started off really slow. He was able to pick it up and catch fire here the last, you know, month or so of the regular season. Um, but, of course, last week after, you know, at, throughout the week, the Kareem Hunt news comes out, and now you're down to Spencer Ware. And clearly, that's a downgrade just as far as talent goes, and uh, you no longer have that 30-point potential player that Kareem Hunt was, in my opinion. Um you have a couple other guys in your lineup that have bad games, and all of a sudden you're looking at uh, potential loss here. So I think this is going to be a close game. I, I, I really don't know. I, I, it's hard to give one team or the other um, a, a, a significant advantage. I think you guys, this matchup is going to come down to the wire, and you know I don't know if there's any Monday night or Sunday night games on this one. I think Diggs and Cook. Uh, yeah. That is that is going to be the key in Monday Night Football. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be one of the closer matchups that we see this week. Sure. Yeah, not having Kareem Hunt really hurts. Um, yeah, I mean he was matchup proof, so it was nice having him around. But I guess we're on to Spencer Ware. Next man up. Any other news notes here for this line this matchup? Uh, one thing it's just about Lamar I'm a little worried about is Flacco is healthy now. You see any chance of him maybe coming back in like the third quarter, taking some snaps or anything? I've been thinking about that a little bit this week. Um, I haven't really been paying attention to it. Uh, I think that even if he were to do that, they – I mean, look, man, Lamar is the quarterback of the future. Uh, yeah, get him the snaps. Gives the, him, Ravens, gives him the Ravens are out of it, like – I don't really see them turning the keys back to Flacco. So um, I wouldn't worry about that too much. Um, And especially against Kansas city where they're probably going to be playing behind. Um, I mean, there is some risk there because of them potentially getting blown out, but um, I think they want to get Lamar the reps here. So yeah, well too worried about it. Yeah. They, they were talking last week about possibly splitting reps between them because they have, two very different quarterbacks and that's what Harbaugh was talking about doing. Um, it's hard to get a plan against that. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to also like as an offense run when you've got two quarterbacks alternating. True. So it, it's, it's tough to really see him doing that. Even though he said it, saying one thing and actually doing it are two very different things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I would, uh, the one thing I just want to point out is Eric Ebron. So, uh, you know, I had been, I've never been a huge Ebron fan, but obviously with Jack Doyle now being out for the year, uh, I put up kind of a disappointing showing last week, um, you know, with Doyle being out, but he's, he's got the volume upcoming. So, um, 
you know, nice job to Derek sticking sticking it through with Eric Ebron, and um, I think that's the that's that's the uh, clear advantage point here in, in this matchup, in my opinion. Um, I would probably have to, if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick. Um, man, I probably pick um, uh, Nate's team just because there's a higher ceiling there. Um, but I mean, this is really a toss up. It's, it's pretty much 50, 50 in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I want to be able to say my team's got this, but his matchups, Nate, your matchups are like pretty off good. the hook. <laughs> yeah, like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just sitting in a completely, if we were playing on an even playing field in terms of matchups where they're both like average, uh, I think my team would have the upper hand. But yours are just insane, and I have the absolute worst. So um, I think I'm at a clear disadvantage here. Yep. Should be a good one, though. All right, cool. Um, Well, Nate, thanks for coming on here. We're going to go ahead and move on to the next matchup. Anything you want to close out before we log off? Uh, No problem. Good luck to everyone this weekend, and it's been fun this year. Absolutely, man. Thanks for joining. No problem. See you guys later. I would like to congratulate Jack and Carl for being the winner and recipient of the Tattoo League, respectively. I would also like it to be known that pumpkin pie is the best thing you can have on Thanksgiving. And a close second is stuffing. All right. All right. We're back. Yep. So we're going to act like we listened to uh, Caleb's voicemail as well here. Um, let's just hit on his voicemail real quick. Caleb was basically just congratulating um, Jack and also Carl here. So um, <laughs> that out again to Jack. We hit it on. We hit on it before. Don't want to spend too much time on it, but should be interesting to see what he uh, decides here for Carl. Absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, going to be super exciting to see this tattoo that Carl's going to get. And hopefully a bunch of us can make it um, to the tattoo parlor where he gets it. <laughs> All right. So for sake of time here, we want to wrap up just with um, Dennison and and, um, and Tackett here. So um, looking at this matchup, uh, I mean, Tackett's team is pretty unbelievable. And um, I don't really see this team slowing down a whole lot this week. Um his receivers are somewhat questionable, but uh, I think overall he's um, he's in a pretty good spot uh, versus uh, versus Dennison's team. I totally agree. I mean, personally, I felt that the easiest draw in the playoffs was Dennison, and I guess it's only fitting that the number one seed gets to face him because um, I think his team has just been pretty much trash for a good portion of the season let alone the fact that he had James Conner just go down, and I don't think he was the one who – or no, Jack got Jalen Samuels. So, yeah. I mean, he's, he's hurting real bad, and I, I can't really see any production coming out of him. Yeah, I, yeah James Conner's out. Um, Traycon Smith is not someone you can trust. Doug Baldwin is actually injured. Um, he's playing through an injury. Uh, on Johnson's coming back from an injury, so you can't expect the full workload there. Deion Lewis is up against Jacksonville. Mike Evans is probably – he still has a tough matchup against Marshawn Lattimore, but um, he's probably a player that could put up some points. Uh, but just overall, it looks like, to me, 
Um, unless Winston and Evans just hook up on like four touchdowns, uh, looks like to me Tackett Tackett wins this game. Yeah, totally. And um, actually, Carryon Johnson was held out of practice again today, so there's some serious doubt he even plays this week. Which at that point, um, I don't even know who Dennison would play at his second running back. Yeah, I think I think he's done, man. <laughs> I, I think he would <laughs> have to go with uh, his boy Dookie Johnson at Cleveland. So, oh my God, yeah. I mean, I don't think I've ever felt so confident in a team losing in the first round like this. Yeah. But I just don't see any scenario where Tackett loses to Dennison. Yeah, so I think Tackett's in a good spot, and the winner between you and you and Nate will end up playing him. So. Um, all right, cool. So good to uh, good to wrap things up here, Derek. You have any uh, any closing statements before we end the show? No, I mean, uh, what what do you think of your projected uh, playoff bracket going forward? Who wins what? Because I know the winner of you know myself and Nate plays probably Tackett, and the winner of Andres and Jimmy plays Jack. So where do you see that road taking us the rest of the way? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's going to be no surprises here this year. Um, I think Tackett's going to be Dennison. I think Nate – I mean, again, I think you guys are a toss-up, but if I had to pick one, I'll give it to Nate. Um, I think you have a better shot at beating Tackett in the second round if you were able to make it out of the first. Um, but uh, – you know, so I got I got Tackett taking that upper part of the bracket, and then um, Andres and Jack, and then I don't think Andres's team matches up against Jack. So I literally think it's going to be one versus two, and um, anything can happen between now and then in that championship week. But Jack has so much depth that I, I'm going to give him the advantage and say that Jack wins this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the one thing that is going against Tackett is. He has lost every tight end. He lost O.G. Howard two weeks ago and Greg Olson last week. Yeah. Um, so now he's on to Ian Thomas, which is a garbage, garbage position to be in. He doesn't need a tight end this week against Dennison. Um, but, man, going forward, and I also want to point out, Marvin Jones was his wide receiver three. He's been placed on IR. Yep. So he's been rolling with Tyler Lockett, who Tyler Lockett catches – a 40 plus yard ball for a touchdown every single week. And that's usually his only catch. So it's bound to come to an end where Lockett doesn't catch a ball. Yeah, I think so too. I think he, he's playing out of his potential. So, um, or upwards to the top of his potential. And then, um, Jarvis Landry really hasn't, you know, synced up with Baker Mayfield like people thought he would. So, um, I definitely got to give the advantage to uh, to Jack here, and um, but I do think Tackett does make it to the championship round just with David Johnson and Christian McCaffrey and uh, his quarterback situation alone. So, right, yeah, yeah, um, I agree. I think Jack takes it home. Awesome. Um, yeah, that's you- all I've got, man. And I I hope myself and the other playoff teams that I want to win win this week. <laughs> <laughs> And it's uh, hopefully an interesting, interesting John to meets fantasy playoffs. Yeah, you heard it here first. Jack's going to end up winning. So, uh, Jack, get ready for a championship on top of uh, the tattoo that you're going to go ahead and assign to Carl. Um, <laughs> so, great, great podcast here, everyone. Thanks for listening. I know a little bit longer than usual. 
Um, but uh, signing off here is, is Derek and, and me. And um, before we go, just um, go ahead and make sure if you're not already, hit subscribe. Uh, make sure you follow and uh, follow, follow, follow if you're listening on any of the uh, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or whatever it is, the more follows and subscribers we get, um, the better chance uh, or better uh, credibility that we build for uh, sponsorship uh, revenue. And if we can get sponsorship revenue, um, that could you know pump up the uh, the league in itself as well. And um, we would reinvest that. Like it's it's going to be very small a very small amount of money that. Um, I think there's, there's some cool things that we could do to enhance the podcast and also the league. So definitely, definitely. I'm glad you pointed that out because yeah, um, our whole league should be subscribed to this. So if you're not click it now. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening guys. And, uh, you know, good luck to this week, this weekend and the first round of the playoffs.